So when was the last time you thought about doing a strategic business review? We used to call them SBRs. The strategic business review is an opportunity for you to grab all those thoughts, right? The vision, the, the mission, the direction you're going, the realities. And so today I'm going to talk a little bit about Growth Labs strategic business review for 2022. Welcome to the FAS Evolution, and this is your 15-minute raw take, where we help both the accountants, the CPAs, fractional CFOs, and bookkeepers help you scale your business as we share with you our journey, our challenges, our opportunities, and the direction we're going. Hey, everyone. Welcome back. So today, we're going to talk about Growth Labs Strategic Business Review for 2022. As I told you recently, Stephen and I took a very long road trip from Reno to Las Vegas. I never thought it would be an eight-hour drive in the middle of the desert. I knew there was a desert out there. I didn't realize it was actually a desert. Anyways, it was a good time. And like I said before, if you have an opportunity, lock yourself in the room or lock the car and go for a drive with your partner, your general manager, your ops person, anybody who you can trust and that can help provide feedback and define your vision and help you put together that strategy. And so today I'm going to share with you some of our thoughts. Now, I've had people ask me, well, how do I start the strategic business review? Well, here's how we look at it. So we start off with what is our view of the world, right? You talk about the economy and labor, even talk about the accounting industry, right? So you start big and then you focus on your industry because our industry, at least our industry is changing. Um, the people side is changing. Technology continues to change. And how things were done eight years ago look a whole lot different today. Even recruiting and mentoring and developing new, new hires looks a whole lot different. And so the, the company has to change too. Then once you have your view of the world, Let's start talking about the current state of the business. Focus on financials, your customers, your people, and even some of the processes and operational stuff. And then talk about the future state of the business. What are your financial goals in the next five years? And by the way, for many of you, financial goals actually start with your paycheck, right? Because many of us are freelancers or we have small teams. So at the end of the day, it's really about how much money can I take home? So start with those financial goals. So put together a three-year or a five-year financial projections, and then you can start building in that roadmap because the next step of the future state is people, people and technology. It's not people versus technology, as many of, many of us kind of hear out there. It's how do you leverage people and de-risk people by implementing more technology? Now, in our business, we're also looking at our no-code strategy. So we jumped on that bandwagon back in early Q1. And of course, bringing on uh, Heather Satterley has really propelled us and has given us um, the ability or to help, has helped facilitate the hiring and the developing of that strategy. And as a matter of fact, exciting news, we actually started what we're calling Managed Connect. And Managed Connect is a subscription-based approach to providing and selling no-code services 
to small, medium-sized enterprises and also other accounting firms. And so we actually got our first Managed Connect customer this week, and we are stoked. Um, and we are actually in the process of hiring and actually interviewing and then hopefully hiring uh, one or two more additional no-code developers. We're actually even talking to some of our local universities to see how they can help train some of the business management professionals, college grads, with no-code technology. Also, in our future state, of course, is acquisitions. But I will tell you, you know, because of, I don't, I don't want to sound draconian, but we're, we always have to think about hedging, hedging where, where things are going, especially in the economy and the labor market. I do believe the labor market is coming back. I'm feeling it. I'm seeing more resumes, more qualified uh, people than I definitely saw six months ago. And many of our friends in the, in the industry have unfortunately probably, and we, you know, we were victims of this too at one point, because of the lack of candidates, we've probably brought on lower uh, qualified uh, team members and at a higher price. Now, some of that, at least in our business, has already flushed out, thank goodness. But we do also have a plan B, just in case uh, we do see a pullback in our market and customers and the psychology around inflation, the psychology around uh, raising interest rates. Um, so plan B is always uh, important in any strategic business review. I'm not going to get into the whole how we see things and what we're doing. But what I do actually want to share with you is something I started talking about recently, and that's Growth Lab version 3.0. I'm probably going to talk a little bit more about this. Heather Satterley is awesome, right? She is process improvement, continuous improvement guru. And it's not just about selling that service to other companies and other firms, but it's also looking inside. Now, finally, the conference circuit is coming to a close, albeit there's one more, Scaling New Heights, next week, um, or probably this week when you're listening to this. But once that's over, we are looking forward to finally settling back in and looking deep inside so we can make sure that our foundation, our team members, and the technology uh, can help us scale with our ambitious uh, organic and acquisitive growth targets. And so what's our big why for version 3.0? Well, for starters, you always need to call some big initiative. You got to put a title on it, right? It's something to rally the troops. It's something to defer to or refer to. And so our big why here is we are growing at 50% year over year, and we are hitting structural limitations. Like, And by the way, this is not unique to us. Carbon put out a practice excellence report, and they actually show this like curve of what happens as companies grow, not just revenue, but uh, people. And so we are hitting that structural limitations, and we do believe that companies that are hitting that 50-person mark or have surpassed that 50-person mark, you really will have to take a step back. And we want to be in the driver's seat. We don't want surprises. And we don't definitely don't want an exodus of customers because we didn't have our eye on the ball. And so with that, we're also seeing this re you know, recently with some of our uh, peers. And so this is one of our, probably our, one of our biggest whys. And so... Next is we're looking to expand our RevOps team and bring on more seasoned professionals, plus have acquisitions 
drive at least 20 to 25% of the growth in revenue year over year. So those two things alone can really create instability in your operations. And the last thing you want to do is being driving at 60 miles an hour and smacking into a brick wall. And so the next thing is we're spending over $100,000 and more on technology from marketing to sales to customer success and definitely in the workflow. And we believe that we are currently under levering and underutilizing much of that technology. And so that's another big why. Oh, lastly, well, like many of you, we've been on a hiring binge. We've been on a hiring binge. And anytime you go on a hiring binge, and anytime you're growing at exorbitant rates, like something's gonna give. And so this business is like a two-sided equation. It's our people and our customers. And they do go out of whack sometimes. And it is our job as managers to bring that back to an equilibrium. And of course, finally, we do have an amazing like process improvement team. So now is the time to adjust, fix. I'm not saying anything's broken, right? And it doesn't have to be broken for you to pay attention to it. It's, it's avoiding it, right? Because that balance it doesn't take much. You know, I, I talk about this like I sleep at night when my accounting, and I pick on accounting, right? Because accounting is, is just a lot of pieces to this. Um, I sleep at night when my gross margins are between 50 and 60%. Like for me, that's a good scale. That's my litmus test. And right now we are in the high 50s again, fortunately, but we've been on a hiring binge and we're going to hire one or two more in the next two months. Um, so now's the time to like rebalance. I go back to this carbon practice excellence uh, study and you see the curve where companies going from one solo entrepreneur, they're making good coin. And then all of a sudden when they bring on that staff of two to five, it dips, right? And then it starts to come back and it becomes a little bit more lockstep. The problem is when, you, when you're in that 25 to 50, you're sort of, okay, I'm feeling good again, and you wanna continue growing, but that's where inefficiencies creep in. That's where things kind of go rogue. You know, it's unconscious. It's just subconsciously, it just happens. And so it's important, you know, in our business, we, we decided not to bring in sort of heavy hitters on day one, we started bringing in bookkeepers and analysts, you know, and then we started building the leadership bench. And today our leadership bench is made up of Stephen Cummings, Jeff Stern, Corey Cornoyer, Heather Satterley, and myself and Stephen. And so we know hitting that, you know, in that 50 to 100 person range, that's where things start to break down again. And so part of this Growth Lab version 3.0, yes, we're trying to rally the troops, keep our eye on the ball, but we're trying to avoid the pitfalls that are going to happen when you surpass that 60, 70 person mark. And so the proposal here for a project, this project Growth Lab 3.0, you know, this is about executing this dynamic move and transforming the business operations in the second half of 2022. And this is a big lift, huge lift. But I feel like it is manageable today, especially in the summertime, entering the summertime. There's a, you know, there's a little bit of a slowdown. I have, I'm actually hoping there's a little bit of a slowdown. And for this project, you know, Stephen is actually going to be the leadership sponsor. And Heather 
Satterley is going to be our project champion. And of course, the uh, the Growth Lab Process Improvement Team, you know, they're going to be the ones that are going to you know help us continue to move the ball down the field. Our process here is all going to be about stakeholder analysis, right? Who are the stakeholders here? Well, it's everybody who works at Growth Lab is a stakeholder. And so we want to make sure that there's alignment between our team members and the direction we're taking the company. There's going to be a lot of process mapping and, of course, leveraging technology and our no-code team. At the end of the day, what are we trying to get out of this? We want a scalable organizational structure. We're looking for improved customer and employee experience that can be led by clear and proactive communication. Now, that sounds like a lot of management bullshit, but management consulting stuff, right? But it's important that we improve coming out of this, that we are improving the experience of both sides of the equation. Obviously, we're also looking for improved gross margins and increasing revenue per employee. So the last thing, which for better or for worse, has kind of fell off the radar for me personally, is data analytics. We used to be big into dashboards and Microsoft Business Intelligence, you know, Google's Data Studio. Like we were cranking out and manipulating spreadsheets and we had all these visualizations. I could tell you customer profitability. But as we've grown, I've also gotten a little bit more like I'm kind of sick of the damn like time cards and, and you know, time capturing. Like at the end of the day where I sit today, I care more importantly about the department level gross margins and the communication, or maybe it's more like the work, the global relationship with the customer, because as we've brought on more departments or more functions that are selling and have more touch points with the customers, I'm willing to go, you know, maybe take it in the chin a little bit on the gross margins and so let's say accounting or tax in order to capture that new FP&A customer. So coming out of this, to be fully transparent, our five proposed priorities where we're going to really be focused is our accounting onboarding function, which is separate from the recurring accounting services function, two, our accounting organizational structure. Let me talk to you a little bit about what I mean by that. Today, the accounting organizational structure is still quite flat. And unfortunately, as you grow, we do need to begin to add layers. And there and layers mean controls, it means, you know, maintaining nomenclature around staffing uh, titles and who's doing what, who's accountable for this. And so we unfortunately are going to have to start building out a, a more scalable organizational structure in the accounting department to to create that accountability and alignment between first level team member all the way up to the director vice president of accounting services the third priority is flatten the curve flatten the curve now what the hell is dan talking about i am excited about this one because growth lab will never be able to 
be a traditional tax department. Growth Lab has no interest in being a traditional tax shop. We want to be a laser-focused tax department that provides amazing, top-notch services to our customers, and we are no longer interested in a tax function that sucks up 80 hours a week per team member during peak season. I am dead set on flattening the curve, and we have started this process two months ago as we ended past by April. It is unhealthy. It is not a good way to live. It's not a fun way to work. And I am not interested in a turnstile department where I'm hiring two-year associates every other year. It's just not worth it. It's not what we're trying to do. And so the goal here is to flatten out the curve throughout the year. And Heather and Stephen actually did a presentation on this at Accounting Web in San Diego this spring. And uh, I had my fingerprints all over that uh, PowerPoint. I am flattening the curve. Four, improving the tax customer experience. I think there's a better way to deliver that tax service to our customers. I want to begin to see more Loom type videos reviewing tax returns. I want to see more use and leveraging of our carbon practice management system to communicate and deliver materials to our customer. I am looking I'm looking to elevate the customer experience when it comes to taxes. Number five, the customer success. We do know that customer success is probably one of the most important functions in our business. Mike Mello does an amazing job. And Customer success touches every single part of our business from marketing and sales all the way through the accounting tax, FP&A. And our people rely on customer success. Customer success is the connective tissue in our business. And also it is how customers, it's that, it's that comfort zone that customers have when there is customer confusion. Customer success is all about eliminating, mitigating customer confusion. Just like our HR business partner team is all about reducing employee confusion and improving employee experience. So that's it, folks. That's the beginning of our Strategic Business Review for 2022. And the biggest outcome coming out of that is Growth Lab version 3.0. We want to protect our turf. We want to solidify and tighten up our foundation so we can continue to capture more growth and create a happy place for our team to work and enjoy and a great experience for our customers. I'll see you next time.